some people, when they become anxious, they start pacing the floor. Some people, when they become over anxious, they start hyperventilating, which means you're breathing hard and start having issues breathing and catching your breath, right? Uh, Some people get extremely fearful and nervous, all right? Um, Some people, when they, they feel anxiety, they start to, you know, start crying because they don't know what to do. Some people start shaking, severely right whatever your body's reacting to from this foreign entity that you're starting to feel um you're going to have a physical or mental reaction all right so in small doses anxiety is helpful how is anxiety helpful all right so anxiety is helpful when you're in precarious situation precarious situations for example you ever been around some people and they say, oh, my hairs and my arm are standing up, right? That's their anxiety warning them that there might be something going on that doesn't feel right, right? So listen to that person. And uh, if the hairs are pointing that way, then go that way. All right. So, yes. So other people might start scenting danger. They might sense it like, you know, you've been around someone that senses that they're in danger or danger is coming. That's a good person to have around. That's a good friend. All right. So when you're sensing something, it's helpful for you, because what do you do when you start sensing danger? Do you just sit there like those horror movies that we all love and run towards danger? Uh, I love those horror movies, especially the, the chainsaw ones when, you know, the kids, we'll just say it, the kids that are out in the woods are all out camping. And all of a sudden, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Hear what? And the Hi, and we're back, and welcome back to The Counselor, and I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. Um, so, yeah, so we're still continuing our conversation with grief and loss, and they tell me I have another caller on the line. Caller, are you there? Yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, again, you can remain anonymous. You don't have to give your name, uh, but I appreciate you um, wanting to talk and tell your story on the subject matter. We're talking about grief and loss especially through these last two years with this pandemic going on, the coronavirus has been so unfortunate for a lot of people. So can you kind of tell me your experience uh, that you wanted to share? Just, you know, dealing with the pandemic. I wanted to, you know, share some light during this uh, stressful time because yes, for the last almost two years, we've all experienced uh, some loss, uh, some, you know, whether it's a job, whether it's people we love. Um, but I actually was blessed to experience something totally different. Interesting. Okay. Um, yes. You know, I, I have had some coworkers that have, you know, passed away due to the pandemic. And that was in itself pretty stressful because I work at a psychiatric hospital. Okay. So it's, you know, it's, it is a place that I am an essential worker, Okay. but during this last, uh, you know, almost two years, I've really been blessed throughout this pandemic. I nice. was able to buy a home, my first home I was able to buy. Congratulations. I, you know, was in the position that I work in at the hospital. 
we actually were deemed non-essential at the time, and I was able to work from home. Okay. That was a blessing. Oh, thank and, you. And just real quick, and just for people that are not familiar, so um, in the beginning of this entire pandemic situation um, two years ago, what she's saying is that she was deemed as an essential worker, which meant that although countries were shut down, there were certain people that had to go to work. Is, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes. And I believe, because I believe at the time I was doing it too, uh, they gave me a letter. So basically the police had, you know, shut down, had curfews, but they gave me a letter in case I got stopped so they better go to work. Did it happen for you too? Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. So you were at high risk. So we thank you for your service. You're welcome. Okay. And also, you know, while I was uh, working as an essential worker, previous to the hospital recognizing that certain positions didn't really need to be in the midst of, you know, the craziness that was going on, mm-hmm. uh, no pun intended, because I work <laughs> at a psych hospital, um, we, you know, were, everyone was so confused and, and, and didn't really know how to proceed with this with this virus. And, you know, at the time, there weren't any mask require, requirements or, or any real PPE uh you know, available. Yeah. And so, just quickly, uh, PPE you're referring to, cause you obviously are very professional. Uh, PPE are the items that you use for protection. So yes. gloves, masks, gloves, masks. Yes. So uh, you, gowns. Wow. So yes. you're saying that during the beginning of this pandemic crisis, um, which was two years ago, uh, there were no, PPE or there was nothing to protect yourself available at the job at the time? Not at the psych hospital. The regular hospitals, they have these things on a regular, Mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't have those and we weren't allowed to, you know, use masks at that time. Um, Which obviously within, you know, about a month, it quickly changed. Of course. But what I was getting at is that at that time, there were a lot of coworkers that um, tested positive mm-hmm. and became really ill. And one of the coworkers, I was actually in the office with him. You know, we would always, that was a, a, a regular thing in the morning. He would make coffee. Some of us would stop by the office, have a cup of coffee and chat mm-hmm. before beginning our day. And so this particular mon- morning, he expresses that he was, the night before, was having extreme uh, hot flashes kind of thing. He was sweating. He woke up in a cold sweat. Mm-hmm. So I look at him and say to him, well, maybe you should go take your temperature, mm-hmm. which he eventually does. And he temperature was like 103 they sent him home and i'm sorry that my little puppy wants my attention that's okay he thinks i'm giving you more attention than him (laughs) and um so it ended up being that he was in the hospital for months he was given a 30 percent chance of surviving because he had covid but i was i am so grateful to god 
that I did not get COVID. Wow. And, you know, this happened to me a few times while, you know, we were still actively working at the hospital. Yeah, so I just can't Um, imagine, not to cut you off, so I can't imagine the fear, you know, that came over the entire company. So at the time where you... Absolutely. At the time, were you still required to go in even though the co-worker had clear symptoms of COVID, anything over 101, the temperature? Uh, Yes, at that time. Then eventually, a few weeks later, they sent us an email, said certain positions were not deemed essential and we could work from home. Wow. So uh, that was a great blessing for me. Yes. Um, so, you know, eventually last year in March, I believe it was that we returned full time to work at the hospital. So nice. we've been working there, uh, since last March. Okay. Just to interrupt. Uh, real- now we are having, mm-hmm. uh, crazy surge, uh, patients again, just testing positive again, two years um, later. Right. Wow. And so actually, I actually contracted COVID uh, right before Christmas. And now, you know, I'm not vaccinated. I, you know, I don't, I don't tell people what to do. So I've chosen not to be vaccinated. Okay. And, uh, you know, per CDC, I should have been on a ventilator uh, because I am, you know, I was. A heavy smoker. Okay. Uh, I'm and, older. I'm yeah. overweight. Okay. Um, but you know, yes, I had some symptoms, mm-hmm. but it was not what I was expecting. I had, you know, the worst was back pain, mm-hmm. stuffy nose, and just feeling really tired. Okay, so well, let me just interrupt. That, let me inter- interrupt you for one second. So uh-huh. um, I just wanted to kind of just segue a little bit. You mentioned that you got a house out of this. So in the midst of, and then we're going to get back to what you were saying about the vaccination. Uh, So in the midst of your situation where you, you know, COVID happened and then you were sent home, were you in the, at that time looking for a house or did the house come in while you were at home and did that affect you? The house came while I was at home. Okay. You know, here I am because I currently drive about an hour to go to work and an hour back. Yeah. So I waste a lot of gas, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, sometimes buying lunch and all that other stuff. Okay. So I was able, while I was, we were all required to be staying home, I was able to save some money. Okay. I wasn't spending as much money. Okay. So I started just saving and... The opportunity came that I met someone that worked as a loan officer Uh and she, you know, helped me with that process. Okay. So to get to that point. Cool. So basically you're saying though, even so, although you wanted a house, although you were at work, you know, which most people have to, you know, show that they're working and et cetera for the bank, you know, to get approved for a bank loan. Um, once you were sent home from your job as, you know, deemed now as a non-essential worker, your place shut down, but you continued employment. 
and right. you're still working because correct. I, I'm an interpreter. Nice. So I was able to interpret, you know, over uh, the computer. Nice. And so basically so, you were able to still continue work. And during this process, you were able to get yourself a home. Yes, sir. Congratulations. All right. Now, I do want to move over because we are going to segue uh, from this show um, talking about grief and loss to exactly what you just mentioned. So hopefully we can continue this conversation another time, uh, which Uh is going to be appropriate. And we would love for you to come back uh, just because in a few days we're going to be having a young lady here who was a college professor. And we're going to have an in-person interview with her. So stay tuned for that on the counselor. But she refuses to go back to work to take the vaccination. And she's refusing to go uh, to get it. So therefore, she can't go back to work. So I want to I want to hear what you have to say about that as well. So can can I count on you to uh, get back on my calendar in a couple of days and we'll talk about it? All right. All right. And tell the puppies I said hi, and you've been interrupting my show the entire time. <laughs> well, sir, you're interrupting his time. Today. <laughs> it's a snow day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, caller, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking in a couple of days. All righty, sir. Okay. Bye-bye.